Welcome to the Living Hope Parent Gathering Podcast. The Parent Gathering is a weekly meeting of parents who are being trained for family discipleship through instruction and small group discussion. Listen now as we discuss principles for discipling your children. We live in a fast-paced, busy culture, don't we? You know, even during COVID and we life slowed down for many people and we vowed that we would not step back into that rat race, but we did it, didn't we? We did it. And I think even as parents, sometimes we thought our kids missed out on so much during COVID that we didn't want them to miss out on anything else. And so I think for some parents, we even doubled down on what they were doing pre-COVID. And so we get so caught up in that. We have full plates overflowing with good things, jobs, children, kids' activities, household responsibilities, hobbies, leisure activity, small group discussion, small group fellowship, community service, outreach projects. I could go on and on because that's our lives, isn't it? So I'm exhausted reading that list, but it is our lives, really. And we think, you know, most of you would say, I do all of those things. And so no wonder we feel busy and kind of on that hamster wheel of life. So we can get so caught up in that hurried life that we, if we actually even stop and say, I need to create some margin, how many of us, because of how we've been conditioned and how we live, even think, oh, you're just being a whiner. Like... You just need to do more. Just suck it up, buttercup. That's like that. <laughs> That's my own personal things that I hear in my head of, you signed up for this, suck it up, you know? You signed up to be a parent, suck it up. But you know what? That suck it up, hurried strategy doesn't work long term, does it? We cannot continue at that pace and be the very best that God intended for us to be. As individuals who go out and shine the light of Christ, and even as parents who are trying to lead our children to Christ. And I think sometimes too, what do they see from us? Do we want them to grow up and live the lives that we do? It might be good. It might be really, really good. But is it the best thing? And the feeling that you have, if you look back over and think, let's just think about our past week. Do you think, oh, that was so relaxing. That was just such a good, steady pace. I really had good intentional time in the Word. Really had meaningful moments with my children. Do you have that sense of, oh, man, if you do, I want to come to your house <laughs> for sure. We don't normally have that. But I mean, some of us might, and I applaud you if you do. But are you thinking, man, I just feel exhausted sitting and thinking about it. This is a moment of rest for me, sitting here, just taking in the Word of God, being with other parents. Maybe that is a restful time for you. But I do want to encourage you as we go forward to think about how can I look back at my week and go, that really wasn't the most hurried week. I took little time here and there. And listen, guys, I know in certain seasons of our lives, whether we are caring for aging parents, whether we have small children, whether we have middle grade children who are involved in a lot of activities, there is always a lot going on in every season. I think sometimes as individuals we think, if I can just get through this season, it's gonna slow down. If I can just get through this season, it's gonna slow down, but it just doesn't. And so we have to be intentional. And I'm gonna use the word, and I know you're just like, oh, it does come down to time. And that can be frustrating. So just think, Mariana, 
there's just only so many hours in the day. I do get it. And it's not as much about time management as it is about rhythms. And we've talked a lot about rhythms in here. And I will also preface this with everything that I am saying to you all, I am saying to myself. I do not have this all figured out. Sometimes we just have to be reminded Yes, that is what God's Word says. Yes, that is what we should do. So I brought a metronome today. Y'all know what a metronome is? So we have this, of course. I, this, I've had this since I was a child. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> when I, it, set, <laughs> it set on my piano as a child and sits on our piano today. So, you know, a metronome is meant to help us keep that rhythm and that tempo when you're learning a musical instrument, when you're learning a new musical piece, and you set a certain rhythm and that is how you're supposed to play that song. So as we think about that, we have a rhythm in our life. Is it steady or is it and then slows down? Or is it like this all the time, all the time, all the time? You know, just think about that steady rhythm in your life. What is, and think about that inner metronome in our lives. What is it that keeps us having that steady rhythm. The enemy wants us to exist in that fast-paced, chaotic rhythm. Fast and slow, fast and slow, fast, 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 right? Where we don't have time to pour in our kids. We don't have time to be in God's Word. But God didn't intend for our lives to be exhausted. I just wrote out some words here. I want you to listen to this. Exhausted, joyless, stressed out, depressed, worn down, overloaded, hurried, bitter, burned out, resentful, empty lives. How many of us could probably pull a couple of those things out there? Way we could say that kind of describes our life on a day-to-day -day basis. But it keeps us from living out His greatest commandment. To love Him and to love others like ourselves, right? Like ourselves. So at some point, our Christian culture, and I wrote that on your all's notes, has rewritten the greatest commandment from loving God and others as yourself to loving God and others instead of yourself. You know, I, when I read that, that wasn't an original quote, by the way. I don't know who wrote it, but I read it. And, <laughs> but it really resonated with me because I think we as believers think that if we spend any time on, you know, there's a catchphrase on self-care or whatever, that we're being selfish and we're being lazy because we're taking time away or we're being self-centered. So I'm not saying take a day every week to go to the spa or something like that. I'm not saying that, but do we value ourselves and our time and that rhythm and our pace, do we value that as much as we do others or even the Lord? Because if he's going to use the example of we should love others as ourselves, obviously he expects that we have care and concern for our own lives, correct? And so when we look at that, so love God and others as yourself. This is why Satan is so ruthlessly committed for us to be empty and exhausted so we can't live out that commandment. He wants us, he wants to destroy that vital connection we have with God when we have that steady pace and that internal rhythm. Because he wants to keep us preoccupied with the busy. But Jesus, he wants the exact opposite. He wants us to have that abundant life. He didn't save us to have us being at this complete rat race all of the time. So it's a reevaluation. Again, I'm not saying to go and to take out all the things in your life, but what can you reevaluate? What can you move around to take time to say, I need to have a moment of rest. 
I need to have a moment to recharge so I can go and be the very best parent, the very best spouse, the very best son or daughter or brother or sister or coworker that I can be to those around me. So God obviously has some solutions, um, but it requires you to have that rhythm, to discover that rhythm and pace. So by answering two important questions, what brings you rest? What brings you life? I actually have a third question. How do you recharge in a way that honors the Lord? So I really want you all to take some time this morning, even in your small groups, but I, I wrote a list there. You know, sometimes what we can do, this is the busyness of it of, uh, what do you do when you're tired? So drink an extra cup of coffee. You may have done that this morning. Uh, veg out in front of the television, guzzle an energy drink, grab a quick nap in the carpool line, uh, eat a bag of Doritos or something sweet. <laughs> Unfortunately, these uh, survival behaviors rarely rejuvenate us and they may cause a instant high, but then we come crashing down or we have a feeling of jitteriness or we're, uh, feeling guilty about the extra calories that we maybe should not have consumed. So what truly gives you rest? Instead of thinking, what can I do to get a quick energy fix right now? What can you put into your lives? So, you know, Jesus himself, he did model rest. And I know you all have heard this before. Even times when you read in his word of how it sounds like, Jesus, you should have stayed. You should have stayed and helped those people. You should have stayed and continued to preach and pour in to the people in that community. But he modeled for us what it looked like to get away, to get away from the world and spend time with the Lord. He could be alone with his friends and even talked about him going to social events. He could have been working, but he was sleeping when sometimes they didn't understand why he was sleeping, when they were panicking, even once hiding from his disciples. And Jesus, would you ever look at Jesus and go, man, he was selfish. I mean, they were like having a, a big storm and he's just like chilling out, taking a rest. We never look at Jesus as being selfish. So why would we look at ourselves as being selfish when we need to have those moments to recharge? He was simply doing what he needed to do to prevent that emptiness and that exhaustion so he could pour in to the next group of people he encountered. So rest involves breaking, building breaks into our lives before we do collapse, before we have that burnout. And so I wrote a list on your all's paper, just some ideas. Again, we're as different as, you know, night and day, each one of us. And so what's rest for one might just be complete irritation for another. Uh, what is irritating to one might be just the, the very best moment spent uh, alone. And so I want you guys to really think about what it is um, that you could implement for just a few days. You might be in a season of life where it really is just a walk around the block, a walk down the street and back, just some fresh air. Maybe it's just a moment in complete silence where you don't have children or uh, people in your lives, you know, constantly having your ear, but just complete silence. Not sure what it looks like for you. So we have busy plates, full plates, overflowing with very, very good things. The state of busyness leads to hectic internet interactions. And how many times can we look back at, because we have no margin, because we haven't taken time to recharge, to rest, to rejuvenate ourselves, are our interactions negative? Whether it's with people we encounter 
at the grocery store or at the supermarket or at the uh, convenience store or even with our own children or maybe when they don't make great choices we don't respond the way we should respond according to God's word because we have no margin because we haven't taken that time to rest so I just want to encourage you in that God's plan for us is to love him and others wholeheartedly and abundantly the world needs people who are well rested and alive and ready to share the good news of the gospel. So can we truly shine the light of Christ if we are completely depleted and exhausted? So I want you all in your all small groups today to really be honest with each other and share, this is how I am rocking it on the rest. <laughs> this is how I do amazing at recharging. And it might encourage somebody else. Or maybe you say, this is so foreign to me. I don't ever do this because I feel like it is selfish. I feel like it is lazy. I feel like, and sometimes it has to do with just the way we were raised. You know, the environment we were raised in, whether these times to rest and recharge or even allowed, whether it was spoken or unspoken. So I just want you all to take time to really uh, spend a few minutes to um, brainstorm what it looks like for you to rest, what it looks like for you to recharge, and uh, what you do well and maybe what you don't do well. So I just want to encourage you guys today as we take one more step into next week, parenting our kids and pointing to them, them to Christ. What a joy it is, isn't it? They are a blessing that God has given us. And uh, we were just talking the other day in our Next Gen meeting of the weeks are fleeting. You know, sometimes we get, it's so true, and we've heard it for generations of the days are long and the years are short, and it is so, so true. And so I just wanna encourage you guys this week to take a moment of rest so you can be the very best that God intended for you to be. So let's pray. Dear Lord, we're so thankful for your word. We're so thankful for the example that Jesus set for us. His time was so limited here on earth to do what you called him to do, but you had a perfect plan. And what looks like from, us, from our perspective of that it was limited, it was exactly the days that you ordained for him to walk on this earth. And he didn't waste them. But he did take time to be alone in solitude. He did rest. And so, Lord, I pray that we would step in and lean in to that example that he set for us in this crazy, busy world that we live in. Or I pray that our time together in small groups is meaningful today, that uh, we are vulnerable to share uh, what we excel at and what we fail at. So be with us today. And I pray that all that we do and all of our interactions and our conversations point back to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thanks for listening to the Parent Gathering Podcast. We invite you to join us at 9.30 on Sunday mornings in room 215, where we will have opportunities for discussion among other parents. For more information about Living Hope Next Gen Ministries, go to livehopeful.com.